Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that is based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. I'm going to be walking you through wilderness survival out here where there's dangerous, dangerous superhero television shows that are coming for you. But don't worry. We're going to repel them with enjoyment. With me as always, (laughs) Ryan. Did you guys play or watch or play um, the Bear Grylls Choose Your Own Adventure Netflix show? No. Okay. Wait, they Bear Grylls Bandersnatch? <laughs> there's like a, it's called like You vs. the Wild, and he'll walk up to something, and he'll be like, you pick for me, and it's like swing across on a vine or walk across this like dirty bridge. <laughs> it's a fine bridge. It just needs to be cleaned. Uh, and then you pick one side or the other. And I, I did it for a long I hated yeah. it, but I did it for a long time. And I Were wonder, you trying to kill him? Yeah, I was trying to get him dead. And every time it's like, oh, it was no big deal. And Go fight fine. that bear. Um, but I wonder if... Superhero shows did that, would we enjoy them more? Oh, 100%. Like Listen. Marvel Netflix, would you like to think by this window or think by this car? <laughs> or if I could just decide what like noise Frank makes when he grunts and shoots something, <clears throat> like I would I would pick that even just the smallest amount of choice. Yeah, because what if you could make him go like Yep. <laughs> like so every time but if before the he charges is- in, he like cocks the gun and just goes, Yep, yep. And then they all know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, but they don't have the time to like reshoot <laughs> Karen Page's side of the rea- uh, like yeah. conversation, so she just reacts totally normally. <laughs> or or if we could just like decide like, hey, for this scene, do you want scar fucking or no scar fucking? Yeah. And you know what? Always gonna- scar fucking. Okay, that makes scar sense. Fucking. Yeah. I, I would like to always pick the no scar fucking. A B S. No, always be scar fucking. <laughs> always okay. It's all one word in your mind. All yeah. right, interesting, very interesting. And it's hyphenated, right? Yeah, it's at least a hyphen. No, if it's hyphenated, you gotta make that two two acronyms. ABSF? Scar fucking. Scar fucking. It's an SF for sure. I think so. ABSF. I, I think that's only fair. It abs-f-f. <laughs> I had an extra F. Like, what other things would we want? Like, just besides, like, ignore, like, not superhero shows. What other things would you guys want to be able to do the banner snatch for? I think the like, ultimate one would be, like, at Punisher episode nine, um, do you want to watch three more of these <laughs> or go right to the finale? That would be an awesome... And we actually have that decision. We yeah, just choose yeah. the wrong one There's every not time. not one clear button. Well, yeah. I chose the correct one. I watched the first episode of the season and the last episode of the season. Am I the only one who has literally no interest in that? I guess it's because like, I play video games, which yeah. are, like, they do that in a more complicated form. I either want to have the author make all the choices or yeah. me make all the and choices, but I don't want to like occasionally watch somebody do something for 20 minutes and then get to make one artificial right. decision. The problem is, too, is that, like, I mean, like, it's cool as a novelty one time, but even just in the one time, you see every string being pulled. Like, yeah. you know yeah. exactly how they do it. It's like, how could they accomplish this thing? Oh, I get it immediately. Yeah, yeah Bear Girls just has an earpiece... And you he's listening to my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> and you do it. He's going to be exhausted with all the people doing Ryan it. Ryan says, jump off that cliff. Oh, I really don't want Shit, to. Why did I sign this contract? Ryan says. The other thing is, like, it's just doing what, like, there's already, like, a class of games that are visual novels yeah. that are doing the same thing. But, like, because they don't have to have live actors, they can do way more stuff with yeah. it. And they've refined that art form so children, way more. It's for children. Yeah. Children, like, they won't see the strings and they'll think it's cool. Yeah. But, yeah, well, if the options were, like, uh, Swing across this cliff with a vine, or 
masturbate as hard as you can, <laughs> screaming Gravano at the top of your lungs. That would make it more fun. Everybody cheeses Mike, that Mike, turn on Netflix and check this out real quick. <laughs> I, I, I made a thing happen. <laughs> you're, I think you're going to like it. Check it out. I, I, like, I like the idea that like you can make yeah. things happen on Mike's Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all share the account. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Why haven't I gotten that? I've been well, paying $14.99 a month. Mike's TV is somehow broken, and every channel is just me naked <laughs> wearing a sign that says, I'm Bear Grylls, jerking off as hard as I can. <laughs> Because you're just standing behind a broken TV. It does not. It does not sound like his TV's broken. It sounds like it's working <laughs> just as intended. The other things that working just as intended is the Punisher on Netflix, except for the fact that it got canceled. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about that. But before we get to that, the super serious Shishi bullpen. Now we're here in the. Super serious shishy bullpen. This is the part of the show where we kick back and have a little bit of fun with some seggies. That's short for segments if you're just joining us. This week, we're doing a little segment called Over Under. Over. Under. Shit. Well, there you go. I think everyone knows how this works. I am going to provide a few uh, things that may or may not happen. Uh, over a period of time or a peri- uh, some unit of measurement. If they're not going to happen, then it should be yeah. under, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, I will provide a, I'll provide a number, and these three young gentlemen will tell me whether they think the that number that I have read is over or under, but that's going to be the reverse of what they tell me. <laughs> I think... Over, under, on amount of minutes that it will take Taylor to explain this at six. (laughs) I explained that perfectly in under one minute. So let's kick it off (laughs) with a little bit of rock and uh, roll. Of rock and roll. Over, under, on the amount of Shishi's Doom Patrol win at the end of the season at 3.5. Over, screaming over. over. I think there's 12 Shishis. There are 12 Shishis. Yeah. Over. Over? They're going to win over And some of them quarter. are so negative, too. It's like, worst show, stupidest show, stupidest <laughs> character, <laughs> biggest idiot. You know idiots. what? I just really like Doom Patrol. think that it should win this, okay? It should sweep <laughs> the awards. Uh, I think because of how much we like it and how much it is, like, heads and tails better than anything else, it's going to win anything that it is, like, potentially could It's our be. Meryl Streep. The yeah, thing going yeah. against it is uh, Ensemble. Uh-huh. And so, like, there's not a lot of acting awards that with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that's going for it is that it's new, yeah. right? We love new stuff, and uh, also no Winona Earp this year. So yeah, oh, yeah, shit. that's it's true. But even in an ensemble, I think Brandon Fraser is got the he, toss out and scrambled. He's, he's eggs. a one. He's a one man ensemble. Yeah. So it's because so he's a it, robot. It's built in. Going around the horn, Ryan. You over. are. A, yeah, because if you get four, is an over. So yeah. yeah. So it sounds like it's a resounding over because Mike said over as well. All right. Moving on to the next one. Number of times in the rest of season one of Umbrella Academy where we see Pogo go along with something bad but look super sad about it at 2.5. Well, we have one left. Oh, so yeah. over. He's going he's gonna to do it. <laughs> he does it all the time. Triple crown in the finale. I'm going to go under because I think that it has been once per episode. But with one left, I, I, I'm guessing it'll be one more Is time. he the secret supervillain of the show? Well, uh, that's what I've been wondering watching it recently because they're like, you know, Hargreaves is supposed to have killed himself. Yeah. But every time they show one of the things, like the flashbacks of Hargreaves being really, really, really like fucked up, Pogo's always there, totally helping, <laughs> but then looks at the camera like, oh, gosh, what man. What am I going to do? Just following do? orders, this, am I right? Yeah. And so it would be funny if in the end he's like the bad guy uh, because everybody hates what Hargreaves did to him. Mm. Pogo also would have that. But, but I'm going to be clear, though. If it turns out that Hargreaves was the good guy and Pogo was the bad guy, Hargreaves is still the bad guy yeah. and Pogo is the good oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Like, for oh, sure. Yeah. But I think it's going to be... There's only one episode left, so I think it's going to be an under. I, I bet he does it at least one time, though. At least one. So, yeah. uh, I'm taking the over. 
retain the over. He's going right. to, like, if they have and a montage. Uh, okay, so it's 200 <laughs> yeah. and over. Just remember all the times you got sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up, number of times we collectively say, oh, shit, during Endgame at 77. <laughs> 77.5? or <laughs> Yeah, 77.5. It's, th- it's a three-hour movie, so there's, yeah. there's extra time for saying, oh, And collectively, yes. we so have th- different oh, shit buttons. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's and I'm sitting next to Mike, who spills his soda on me constantly. <laughs> yeah. that, that's roughly one oh, shit every three minutes. Yeah. Oh, I'm taking the over. And is it how many times we say it, or we and the movie says it? Because Fergie Ferg uh. is doing all the music, and that's going to be like, oh, oh shit, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, they, they, they really like how they got Kendrick for Black Panther. So they're like, now one artist per movie. Who's better than Kendrick? Fergie. Do you think it's going to be one nonstop crazy thing after the next? I don't think so. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go hard, hard under. Yeah, 77 is obviously kind of a joke, big number. But even if this were more like you're 10, mm-hmm. 10 actual oh shit moments, I might still say an under. I have a feeling three hours long, this movie's going to be like a... A lot of runway to just like a, a short amount of intense I heard there's action. a hardcore Rocket Raccoon Nebula sex scene. <laughs> That's going to get quite a few oh shits from me. <laughs> oh shit, he's still doing it. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh <laughs> uh, shit. So it seems like we have a lot of unders on yeah. that one. Unders, yeah. What a stupid amount that this person put on there. That's me. <laughs> Over under on amount of minutes we'll spend with Batman on the Gotham finale at four. Of actual Batman? Of actual Batman. Under... Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's weird because, you know, shows are so long and we have to watch so many, but four is kind of a lot of minutes. Yeah. And I would put it closer would be to ten, one than four. That would be 10% of the episode, right? And also, it's this little kid <laughs> in a yeah. big boy suit, and yeah. they don't want to show it. Yeah. I'm going to say under. Like, you're you're going to, like, see him pull the hood on very briefly, but only from behind, and then, like, run out a door. Do you, think, be it. do you think it'll be closer to four seconds than four minutes? Yeah, I think it'll be, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. I think it'll be, like, 15 seconds, Toto, and then it's like, wow, that's the beginning of Batman. That's the way Gotham had to end at the moment Batman began. It's, so it seems like this is a low number, but we're all taking the under. Yeah, undies yeah. for sure. Yeah, I Me love undies. undies. Me undies. Me undies are such comfortable undies, you guys. You should really check them out. They really are. Don't I, sleep in them, though. Your balls I, will stink. I only use underwear <laughs> from Casper mattresses. Your next one is Homeless years person. until Greg gets to see a boob on one of these shows at 3.5. Do oh, you think? No. Way under. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, uh, well, I don't know. Minka Kelly was on Titans. Like, that was so close. That, that, yeah. Does that not count? No, I, you didn't see an actual, you didn't see an actual boob. I don't s- think that we're going to get one for, until we get, like, I think the closest we would have had was, uh, what's, uh, shit, what was the, not preacher? Powerless? The, the one on Showtime. Uh, Outcast. Oh, Outcast. Outcast. Because I feel like it has to be like a Showtime or an HBO show. And the that boys show was coming. Boys. The boys is coming. The boys is coming. There's going to be boobs in the boys. Uh, okay. What's okay. the boys going to be on? Amazon. 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 Okay. So I, I guess I'll say under as well. But I, I mean, if we see a boob on the boys, I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? I'll just leave it there. Yeah. We think we're gonna see a boob on the boys. So, so we think that it's coming sooner rather than later. Good, because I'm yeah. not gonna stop fucking complaining about it until it happens. But you don't think that like I had to watch somebody have like open surgery on a gunshot wound that for is, like five oh, minutes. Fuck, I, I just want to see a fucking boob. I why not put it at a strip club so there's boobs <laughs> in the background? I, I knew for a fact that that scene was going to get Greg when we watched. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. But yeah, there's so much like over the top, like gruesome violence. But I feel like they can get away with that because they're like, this is superheroes and comic books. But like, we can't, like, kids are going to watch this. But just comic show- books have never been sexualized before. <laughs> that would be insane. 
but like one human boob, and it's like, oh, what's going on? Well, how about the human boob? <laughs> the that human boob. Oh, Can't that's true. That I hear that that's in development at Hulu. <laughs> All right, next up is number of times we collectively say, oh, shit, during the Gotham finale at 4.5. Collectively. Collectively. We all say, oh, shit. I'm probably good for one. As much as I act like I'm better than these shows, I, like, still, something shocking will happen. It'll be like, oh, my goodness. I'm oh, putting man. it. I, I'm taking the hardest over. Really? Oh, for sure. Collectively? I, I don't think that I will say, oh, shit, even once. Uh, so it has to be literal. It can't be like, what? That doesn't count. I... I would count like if I the spirit of oh shit any, well is in all of if, us. If you feel anything <laughs> yeah. at all, especially but, these four people, if you feel yeah. an emotion, that is well, the same as the average person <laughs> being watching like, TV oh, shit. or not. For me, for me, an oh shit like without saying oh shit is like anything that gets me to stand up off of my couch and walk into my kitchen. That is like an oh shit level. Like, yeah. What? So like react like you're on one of those not the father talk shows. Uh-huh. Oh, one hundred percent. I am on Maury. I. I'm considering an oh shit moment if the show makes me out loud go, huh. <laughs> like, if it can make me actually make a sound or move my right. face in any way. I don't know, so those are the, the borders of yeah. our yeah. shit moments. I'm I would, taking the over. I don't, know, I don't stand up if I have to pee while I'm watching a show. No, I can't imagine true. the show does something that makes me stand. Because I, I have enough times where I'm watching a show and I go, yeah. So like that level, I can't. That's too low a bar for me. And it's important to note that like it's not uh, like this is not a standard of quality, right? Right? Like Umbrella Academy oh, yeah. is a much better show than Gotham. We'll say oh shit zero times in the fan- finale next week. Yeah, but oh, Gotham no. is so dumb, and we're we're so out of time that I I'm taking the, the hard end, over. Okay, the end of season one of The Punisher when Frank drags Billy's oh, face yeah, across. Yeah, that, that got a few that, oh shits from yeah, one. Yeah, right. Scene. That 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 yeah. would put it over. There's gonna be something like that in Gotham that's gonna get like three out of me alone. Yeah, yeah. Bruce watches that episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. Well, the next and final one that we have in our list is. Number of episodes until we find out the story behind the Jane personality, who is a giant with a sun for a head, who throws fireballs, and, frankly, wows us all at (laughs) 5.5. So that would be season two? Yeah, that would be into season two. We just got, we'll talk about later, an episode where we like meet most of her personalities. I was sad that Sunhead was not (laughs) around, and I was like... How are they going to possibly tell us a story about how she developed a personality that's a giant? Don't we know yes. that story? Like, finally puts down the sunglasses and the raisin scoops and <laughs> starts to fight crime. She looked up at the sun during an eclipse. And said, ow, new personality. <laughs> uh, so it sounds like we're taking I'm an, over. Over. I'm an over for sure. Is never over? Over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's possible that... I mean, not knowing how long the show's going to run, that this might be our only dabbling in the underground, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. This might be it. All right, well, uh, it sounds like everyone's taking the over on that one, and that concludes the over-under segment. Uh, One thing that I'm going to take the under on is that it's going to take more than one minute for us to get to talk about The Punisher, because that's happening right after this. On the season two and series finale of Marvel's Netflix's The Punisher, Billy Russo gets shot three times in the gut while attacking Madani and goes on a fun little adventure of pain (laughs) before being put down by Frank in a basement like a dog. (laughs) Meanwhile, Frank is busy kidnapping a grown man, failing to rescue a girl, losing the grown man, losing the girl again, and then killing some old people and winning the day despite gross incompetence. The show ends with his young charge going her own way, and a three-month time jump shows us Frank turning down a job at the CIA with Madani to keep murdering crews of gangsters as the Punisher. Taste Woods, I ask you this. Both as a season and series finale, how does this episode sit with you? 
until the last 10 seconds, this was a dope final episode of this series. I thought so too, but what was this made the, with the end of it being the same thing as like the end of Iron Fist? Remember? They like at the end of Iron Fist, they're like, and here's the kind of adventure you would have gotten. I think it was the opposite. I think that like the last 10 seconds was like Ha ha, assholes. Now you can't watch any more of the show that you hated, and look how dope it would have been. <laughs> and then the Punisher was like, oh, we got to throw in something. Let's make them never want to watch the Punisher yeah, again. Yeah, it, like, yeah, it's like their way of saying, like, no loss, everybody. So the last 10 seconds is Madani goes, hey, I'm I'm overseas now working for the CIA. I need somebody like you with no morals who doesn't care about the law. from a satellite phone. And then he's like, no, nah, I can't. I'm doing the thing I do. And he's outside of some warehouse that he set up uh, inter-gang fight yeah, or inter-gang like, meeting. You called this gang meeting and the other <laughs> gangster's like, no, you called this gang meeting and they're like, oh, you want to dance? And then he kicks open the door and goes, I'll dance with you and shoots them all a thing this Punisher has never said. Right. And it was shot like, what the, these two se- seasons have done is made me care about Frank Castle as a character. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the last 10 seconds was like, this is what the comic book does all the time that I cannot give a shit about. Yeah, I mean, we have to go back to, like, when the Punisher was at peak popularity, this is what he did, right? Like, he didn't care about due process, yeah. and he was going to... And that was back when, like, the drug war, they're like, we got to win it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not working. So I guess the only choice is to murder all of them, and it felt right. And now, fast forward 20 years later, and it's like, oh, my God, like, you just killed... 17 year old minorities yeah. everywhere yeah. because they have they were about to do a drug deal wow. and, and, and if kill anybody only kill each other and while wearing the actual skull on his chest which he doesn't do basically in the show at all it's just both finales right no, he, he, he did, did it, it a few times throughout the season. I think he did it like at the very beginning, like the first episode of the show as well, like because it, it was doing the like recap from when he was on daredevil uh-huh. and i think other than that yeah it's just like three episodes he's and done it in a show that has very what i would deem realistic gunplay mm-hmm. unlike most of our shows it is a gotham style you why would you dual wield two yeah. m16s and or like that's so crazy our frank doesn't make quips yeah and so for him to say i'll dance our with frank you. castle would have gone yep <laughs> yep so the last 10 seconds, obviously, pretty much everyone hated. The the lead up to that, because Mike and Ryan, you guys watched a lot more this season. The than whole I think damn thing. The whole yeah. So how did you feel about, like, was this a satisfying wrap-up for you? It was It was weird. Like, I guess everything finally came together, right? Mm. And uh, Billy took the night off so that Pilgrim could come in. Billy Pilgrim? Billy and Pilgrim. Get, go right. into the slaughterhouse. Um, and I guess that all was as neatly as a show like The Punisher could be, but everything was so confusing because, uh, like, he kidnapped a kid of adults, right? Yes. He yeah. He beat yeah. the shit out of the a senator. Uh, and I guess he's an adult, but he's still somebody's kid. Yeah. And right. said, hey, parents, I'm going to kill your kid. And in the meantime, he's only thinking about his kids who are dead. And Billy Pilgrim, or Pilgrim, who has killed all of these other parents and kids mentions his kids and then that just gets him off like yeah, yeah okay fine you can leave it's yeah. their version of the martha moment and i'm trying to figure out if we have all these smart superheroes who have these very like strong codes mm-hmm. and he just doesn't he's so like in his own brain at whatever time it is that like frank. is that supposed frank is that supposed to be interesting or it's just the whole thing a mishmash of garbage the mishmash uh, the him kidnapping the senator that doesn't bother me because I do. He seemed to have the code of no kids. Like you can just age because out you're of somebody's son. Uh-huh. Fuck that. And I do. I also think he wouldn't. He's trying to get to the adults. I don't think he was going to kill that senator. 
Uh, he wants everybody in the room to think he will, but I don't think he would because the dude is the one good guy we've yeah. ever met on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is we not the show has done nothing to make Sleepy Pilgrim uh, a good guy without because he was a Nazi and then he was a right wing religious extremist who killed people. So for him to be like, well, I got kids. You should still get got. Like, oh, okay. That means that they have the same code, which is I'll do anything to save my kids. Right. But Frank was still able to basically like uh, just go after the bad guys, uh-huh. right? And he did murder so many innocent people. But yeah. he mentioned kids, and Frank was like, who, get out of here. Who are these older people? Have, were they in the – I mean, they must have been in the entire season. They, as, like, they've been less floating than you in think. and out. Yeah, less than you think, okay. but they've been floating in and out. They've been pulling the strings. They live out in like Wisconsin or whatever, and it's their son – who does they they start the whole season because Amy has pictures of their son who is a senator in New York kissing another man. And uh, so the whole thing is about them trying to protect that. Which is the plot line from the late seventies. Like yeah. nobody would give a fuck. But it's 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 crazy because it felt like not having watched the rest of the season, it felt like they gave Billy, who was from season one, all the big bad, and apparently most of this season, they're like, you just like don't really have a part. You're just gonna kind of die in a really <laughs> dissatisfying way, so that they could concentrate on the big bads of the season. But like that was really dissatisfying mm. as someone who just watched this episode. Which is crazy because Madani shot him three times in the chest, right? Yeah. At the very beginning of the episode, and you're like, okay. Billy's a cockroach, but there's no fucking way he's getting yeah. out of this one. And he didn't. All he did was get away so Madani couldn't finish him off, so but Frank somebody could, else could. Yeah. And I thought that that was hilarious, Yeah. right? Billy, yeah. Call, Billy said, Curtis, please be with me while I die. Curtis sends Frank, and Frank goes to listen to Billy's last words and then blows him away. Yeah, Billy's that, like, blah, and he just shot twice. That was yeah. the perfect uh, like Venn diagram of our Frank Castle from the show yes. and the comic Frank Castle. And, and fucking with what these shows do is like, well, we were best friends, so here's my big last speech. And Frank yeah. going, I don't have time for this the, bullshit. The like, other good example of that, I would say the two best parts in this episode, and what I wanted from a Punisher show was that and... Uh, like getting rid of whoever in the elevator and then turning around and there's three cops oh, there. That was, like, oh, that great. was a dope fucking scene. That was hilarious. Like, because we don't give moments of the week for main shows. That was moment of the week because holy shit. Yeah, so so Fra- Frank and Sleepy have had this crazy hotel gunfight uh, to the point that Frank shot up a wall enough that he could just jump through. Yeah. <laughs> and then Amy is like, no, I'm pumped up. I'm running into the fight too and instantly loses the weapon. So Sleepy has her at gunpoint. And Frank and him are doing a standoff and going, and then (laughs) Sleepy and Amy jump on one elevator and it closes and Frank's just like, oh, fuck. And the other other elevator (laughs) opens and three cops are there and everybody is surprised and Frank runs into the elevator. Oh, it's so good. And then they have like a Winter Soldier style elevator fight that... It was used to be pretty good. It was the high point of the episode, I yeah. think. It was better than the uh, the the fight in the hotel room where they uh-huh. just shot through the wall a bunch uh, because uh, Father John used uh, Joyride starring Paul Walker strategy of calling someone to a hotel room but being in the room next door <laughs> and hearing through the wall. But the whole time... Who I guess Frank has never seen Joyride. He's never <laughs> seen Joyride, he's which is like, crazy. What the fuck is going on? He's not in this room that I was told he was in. <laughs> what? Okay, Frank was deployed in OEF. Frank has seen Joyride a fuck ton of times. <laughs> He's like, Steve Zahn is my man. Uh, so how did you guys feel about, like, Madani's, like, her wrapping all that up? Like, were you... What happened with the the therapist lady? Like, is she just, like... She... Madani threw this her This is some out. other bunk bullshit. Well, like, Madani yeah. threw her out a window last episode. Yeah, but that doesn't really have... 
Was there? Did we need more resolution with her? Like, I thought why? she was dead. And then yeah, on the like, sidewalk, she was, was dead. Scene there? Yeah, she yeah. looks dead as hell. Like what? Uh, this is a classic I, Greg call. That's what, <laughs> that's what I thought. Her arm was that was she was dead. Broken. So like, why did we have that one scene where she's in the hospital? I, the only thing I can think of alive. is that nobody dies. Yeah, like they just can't kill anybody. Yeah, you, she might be somebody from a comic, and maybe they'll need her. Oh, I maybe. did like, and they could have just done it last episode. Uh, Chris is saying he'll kill you for what you did to me, and Madonna being like, "You did this to yourself." Like we all need to realize we make our own actions. This is not my fault at all. When we talked about the this show at the beginning of the season, uh, we did the over and unders for it. And I swear, somebody, one of them was, how many times will Frank yell as he runs in oh, to do man. something? And I don't care what the number was. Just this episode made it in over. And I he for- never stopped doing that. <laughs> and I forgot how stupid his yells and grunts are. Yeah, dude. Every noise he makes, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't need to do that to pull a trigger, Frank. <laughs> it doesn't take that much effort. The part where he jumped through the wall was <laughs> awesome. a, a very serious <laughs> version of that thing on Umbrella Academy where Diego decides to jump through the window <laughs> yes. and he totally fucks himself up and then they just walk in behind him. It's like, okay, just because you can do a thing doesn't mean it's that good of an idea <laughs> to jump through the wall. And I got I to gotta assume that after he sees what it's like to jump through a wall and it's not a perfect Kool-Aid man or Frank like <laughs> no. hole in the wall. There's just wall everywhere. He's on the ground. Like, he's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I should not. There's got to be a better way to do this. And especially like, so we got that cartoonish moments, but there's like real Frank being a person moments. Like uh, he shows back up to the camper and David, the senator and Curtis are just gone. He just goes, okay, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to handle this? I was like, oh, I want some more yeah, Frank. I am in a dill of a pickle. <laughs> like, when Father John let Amy go and Father John was like, all right, now you owe me the senator. Frank wasn't like, yeah. he wasn't being an asshole. He wasn't like being cocky. He was like, he's not here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he is. I did. Because like the show, you would think if I had heard about the Punisher from before we started watching it, like Punisher gets back and he's gone. And he's like, oh, God damn it. And he starts throwing stuff. This Punisher just puts his head in his hands. He's like, oh, okay. Okay, Frank. It's fine. It's fine. You've been through this. You talked about this breathe. in therapy. Okay. Just breathe. Or that's what, what the thoughts are, are but uh-huh. the dialogue is. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it was it was that, and later he pulls out a gun. He's like, "I'm about to punish," and it jams, and he's just like, "Shit!" <laughs> like more moments like that. It's I'm at, having a day. <laughs> oh man! Only in this episode where they're like, "We've put this character through a lot, and maybe he should start reacting." <laughs> but if those couple of moments that we've mentioned were like emblematic of the entire like sense of humor throughout the series, uh-huh. this whole thing would have been so much better. Right. Yeah. Oh, and the cause him and Father John are just uh like streets of raging. They just yep. pulled like tools from the junkyard and Father John literally wraps like a, a chain is. around his and arm. <laughs> This fight was very They Live. I was like, mine oh, from yeah. the 1988's <laughs> They Live. At one point, Frank's almost out of energy, and he punches a can real hard, and there's a fully cooked turkey underneath. And, and yeah, he swallows all of it At and grows a little better. But Frank then he goes, literally asks him, do you need a break? And it, he's, it's a sincere <laughs> yeah. question. Like, we, we can take a break. I got water in the camper. <laughs> do you want to collect yourself before we continue to fight to the death? The other guy that I really enjoyed in this episode, though, was the street doctor who's bashing Billy up. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I need to be drunk for this. Yeah. And he opens him up and he goes, oh, sh- listen, I'm not a good doctor. <laughs> yeah. You should go to a hospital. Yeah, he says that, but then Billy's like, no anesthetic. And he's like, I don't care how badass you are. You're going to twitch and you're going to die. He's like, I'm 
gonna kill you. But he, I mean, he follows that doctor rule of do no harm unless there's a fat bag of money right there, and then you take that and run. Dump him in a dumpster so he can wake I up. Dumpster. Yeah. Oh man, I listen. Billy's a piece of shit, but when he woke up in that dumpster, I, I was like, oh man, this guy cannot catch a break. And but how much extra work did that doctor? Like yeah, the doctor could have just left him there, yeah. but it said drug him all the way out to a dumpster. He well, he needs that workstation. Billy's a heavy dude too because he's mostly muscle. That's uh-huh. gonna be oh, so yeah. awkward. Except for those very slight scars. Yeah. You guys... You, you did not undersell <laughs> that <laughs> tiny. Those, those are very small <laughs> scars. Like, when he walked into the beginning of the episode, I was like, oh, who's this handsome attractive yeah, man? Same here. Like, who's this guy? He's a cool cat. He had... I think he has three total scars. Yeah. <laughs> but getting, so does my face. Like, <laughs> getting his face just absolutely ground like, up. literally, Omar from The Wire has worse scars than that, <laughs> and no one talks about those. Also, the actor does. Like, that well, actor yeah. was... I think born with those? No, I think he got, like... He You're fell thinking of Lady Gaga. Yeah, oh, right. <laughs> she, yeah was she was born, born that, that way. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go around. This is the end of The Punisher. Do we have final words on The Punisher as a show? Mike? Uh, I think I'm surprised how high it is on my list of all the Marvel Netflix shows. Because <laughs> it sucks. It was probably my favorite. Uh, like, pound for pound, season for season, it nailed it the most across all of it existing. Uh, and it's because there was hints of humor. Amy was an awesome addition. I really missed Micro, but her in this, she goes... And because she's a teenager, the show can get away with her saying, he's like the Punisher. He'll pull your spine out of your ass. I was like, yep, that's why we need a teenager sidekick. (laughs) I don't think that comports with anatomy at all. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, ultimately, it was a show that every time I watched it, I enjoyed it. Uh, for the most part, but I never was enthusiastic about the prospect of watching it. When I saw this episode was 57 minutes, I wanted to cry. And yeah. then I enjoyed all but 10 seconds of it. Well, okay, I also didn't enjoy the op- like the surgery yeah, on the bullet wound. I figured that would get a, yeah. a Greg. Oh I'd, no. pref- I'd prefer to see a boob, but uh, I did enjoy this show, but I'm part of the reason why it got canceled, probably. Yeah, well, no. I said this is because of Greg. I have nothing to do with the fact that the company got sold. I take it back. Yeah. Not on me. Ryan, final words on the postmortem of The Punisher? I mean, I just can't believe how many episodes of Marvel Netflix that we have and how many different shows, and yet they all still have this same thing. Uh-huh. Like, you just say the same shit about all of them from Daredevil to Iron Fist, like from top to bottom. It's just like kind of cool, not executed super well, just wish there was less. Do yeah. you think that the shows on the Disney Direct channel or whatever, Disney Plus, are, they're not going to feel anything like this, right? No, no I think I they're. I think that this was their attempt at saying maybe DC does have something, yeah, right, and that's going to be all gone, and these are going to be so much closer to Russo Whedon, bright, yeah. and yes. fun, bright, and funny. Yeah. I think this except is except for WandaVision. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is another one of those shows that, like all the Marvel Netflix shows, they could only ever have one good season, uh-huh. and like I, th- I feel like this one was the one that decreased the least in the season. Two. Yeah, I don't know if we've already said this thing because I know we've been talking about Topher Grace a lot but if we could get the Topher Grace edit on all of these seasons oh, then yeah. like, if so they were each good. seven episodes that would be awesome yeah I also it does seem like even more this season than last season but because the Punisher as a character and the logo is so many right wing fucking militia asshole dickheads it feels like this show was trying to as subtly as they could because they didn't want to lose those people be like <laughs> That shit's fucked up, though, right? Because mm-hmm. it, the, the big bads were like your classic uh, conservative uh, government people. That's so much of fucking America right now, though, is we're trying not to lose those people. Well, like, sl- be like, I'm giving you the finger behind my own back. <laughs> Man. Which just means I'm fucking myself up. <laughs> well, Maybe those people just got to like correct their behavior. <laughs> well, speaking of correcting behavior, punish yes. is over. <laughs> Bye. It, di- it did what we wanted it to do. So... 
That is one less show that we will watch, but we will miss it. Bye, a Frank bit. Isha. Bye, bye, Frank Isha. <laughs> now we move on from that sad, sad in memoriam onto the pull list, where we talk about every other show that we watched this week that didn't get canceled. Now we're here in the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is Cloak and Dagger. This week on Cloak and Dagger, we see what Mayhem has been up to for the last 200 or so days as we cut between flashbacks of her early life and watch Tandy, Tyrone, and Bridget follow in her footsteps. Tandy thinks maybe Mayhem has the right idea, and Tyrone sees the worst sides of himself in her. Taste buds, I ask you this. How does Cloak and Dagger deal with the ends justifies the means question that we always come to when we deal with superheroes? Honestly, I thought the conversation was way more interesting than the character. Yeah. We talked last week about how Mayhem needs a dialogue spruce up Uh uh-huh that didn't go away nope it's still pretty like stupid but to have tandy and cloak uh talk about (laughs) it was one of their more interesting conversations you know Mm. they do have to figure out what it's like to be superhero partners in the 90s and (laughs) this is part of it you know right and and have them that she doesn't want to be pro murder but the more that she sees what mayhem does and the more that she's getting sucked into the world of abused people she's like I don't know. She is just killing dudes who kill women. So yeah, and, and she's not going out to kill people because of that. She's just saying, please talk me out of it. Right. Please, like, can we have a conversation where I shouldn't go kill this person uh-huh. who's going to be in jail for one night and then go back and kick the shit out of either his ex or current or future girlfriend. Right. And it is funny because Ty, Ty, Tyrone's stance is he's worried that he's like that because people have gotten killed because of his actions and tandy did she's like no you didn't she did go out of her way right. to do that <laughs> you not you do not do that cloak's just a little clumsy yeah and people die but uh yeah it's not like as pointed as mayhem is people are now calling her mayhem right has yeah. she called herself mayhem yet it no that feels like just, if that's your name you're in third person from then on out right mayhem. she's just other bridget right now green bridget which <laughs> green is a pretty bridget. cool name uh <laughs> But it's just around her. People keep like looking at what she does and go, mayhem. <laughs> I can't think of any other word. Do you guys have moments of the week, Ryan? My moment of the week is, and I know this is my New Year's resolution, but isn't it so clear what they're doing where um, what happens is that you have a mouse or a rat or Bridget and everything's working fine, but then you separate them and one becomes kind of like the normal but weaker side and uh-huh. the other one becomes just a frightening, horrible villain. And this is all just... Side. Uh, conservative and liberal politics right now. Well, especially because there's that weird scene that it's uh, Tyrone's mom on the city board or whatever, and they're like, we need a unanimous vote to investigate the murders of these girls. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she like sees somebody look very glowering at her from the back, and she goes, nay, and the room erupts in anger. And then she <laughs> says, mom him. <laughs> Moment of the week, mom. Uh, they have to go into a strip club, and that is very funny because Tyrone <laughs> is nervous. And... He's the Shazam of our generation. Mayhem, <laughs> Mayhem runs out, and Bridget's there with a gun, and Mayhem's like, "You're not going to shoot me." And Bridget's like, "I, I, I might." And then, <laughs> and then she like does the and doesn't do anything. And then as she's walking around the corner, she just goes, "Loser!" <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. Uh, Cloak and Dagger is on Freeform of all places. Check it out, you guys. It used to be ABC Family, and I will never let it live that name down. It's on Hulu, right? Yeah, watch it on Hulu. Hulu. Uh, Your next show this week is Umbrella Academy. This week on Umbrella Academy, OMG, Allison is not dead, if you can believe it, and is instead walking around and almost totally fine hours after getting her throat slit. 
Oh, no. Vanya is basically full baddie now, and it turns out she was a bit of a problem child. But she's not all bad, because she killed that creeper, Harold Jenkins. Hazel and Diego tussle. The gang decide they canceled the apocalypse. Hazel and Cha-Cha tussle. Klaus learns a new dimension to his power, and Luther gives mean hugs. (laughs) Gentlemen, I ask you this. What do you think about the job Ellen Page has done with Vanya overall? I, up to this episode, I was like, she's fine. I feel like Ellen Page could do more. This is the episode where I was like, this is why they got Ellen Page for this. I think that, like, you only get to submit one to the Emmys, right? Yeah. So yeah. this could be the one that you submit. But I do think that even if it was hard to, like, put your thumb on, she's clearly better than everyone else, oh, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think there's, like, there's three tiers. There's, like, Vanya or Ellen Page is way up at the top. And then Luther is way down at the bottom. With Diego, I would say. I don't I think even Diego is like lower middle tier. Okay. But I feel like Luther is so far below everyone else. Uh-huh. Like he is such a bad actor that it's funny. Do you think it's because he's wearing that show. big gorilla suit? Wait, wearing? I thought he was such a good actor that he went out and like oh, did yeah, that he, to himself. I'm sorry, it. Ryan. He yeah. bailed right on it. I think well I think that's the problem is that they gave him that role just because he's a big hairy monster man. <laughs> and big hairy monster men aren't good at acting. But what about Chacha? I felt like early on, Ellen Page's character, Vanya, is just too, like, stupid and naive. Yeah. But now, looking at it as, like, the effect... She was cursed to be that. Yeah, you know, that, like, she, like the, that Allison used her powers on her so that Vanya forgot she ever had powers. And also, maybe did or did not forget that she was, like, a psychopathic little girl and then has been drugged her entire life. Yeah. So she, like, when you, you get to the end of it, all this, and then you realize, like... She has been totally checked out up until just a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. and now something murderous has reawakened in her. Because at the beginning of the episode, she is killing nannies. I don't. I think she's scaring right. the shit out of them. I don't think she's launching them. them across the room the into thing. things. And that, like, that was Ellen Page's greatest performance. Like, <laughs> she looked so young in those things. <laughs> but like, I, that's I. I was a little confused about that because I was like, at first, I was like, yeah, she's just scaring them. But also, like, when she did that to Grace, Ma- to Grace or Mom, like. Fucking mom was gonna be dead. Like her uh, head yeah. was around. But no, she murdered nannies. No, for that, sure. She was a nanny do the those. Casper thing where like that happened and the nanny like ran out of the mansion like ah. <laughs> like, well, and then he a, built Grace. One of them got launched out of a window. Yeah. Though, yeah. And they're on what the is second, it? Billy Russo's the girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, but so the, all of that happened. Uh, there's uh, also the Hazel and Chacha are still going at it, and Hazel shows up at the like the the, the mansion. mansion and is like talking to five, and Diego just like, oh, you son of a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> and, like they Diego have a goes fight. full Italian pizza box <laughs> guy. It's I that was maybe one of my favorite fights in the entire <laughs> series. It didn't have a fun soundtrack, but it was just like Diego was like, oh, come here, I'm going to kill you. He's like, oh, come on, man. And it was hard to tell if Five was like, just he knew that the outcome would not be deadly. Uh-huh. Or yeah. like he seriously can't give a shit about anything. I think he doesn't, he like, be, he's an insane person more than oh, anybody yeah. because he was alone for decades yeah. and then got put back into a child's body. Like, I think <laughs> he is, none of this means anything to him. Yeah. But with one episode left... Do you are you guys now starting to like feel like that the Hazel and Cha Cha thing was just added in there because it was in the comic books and maybe we could have done without it? I don't know. I think that that is a whole thing that they are setting up for a season two if we get that. Or I feel like that is they are they are the thing that is delving into the lore of mm-hmm. the world that is more important than the, the thing is that if we have an ensemble piece, we don't need added B plot. Right. The ensemble provides all yeah. of the A and B and C plots. 
Yeah, but I I like Hazel, and I think Cha-Cha is not going to be around because I don't think Mary J. Blige is going to stick around for the rest <laughs> of the show. But I like Hazel, and I would be fine if he stuck around with Agnes and they were like part of the crew or something. I do think it, it is with an eye towards making it more of a series. Yeah. And, and I think it's to try to give it like a bigger worldview. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you that there's enough meat in the cast and like the family and, and everything to, to just keep it going. I just think if I had if I had come to, and maybe like it's just lost on me, but if I had come to a better, more secure conclusion of how they like, I don't know, our parallel storylines or yeah. how they're uh, foil, like the storylines are foils to each other, that would have made it make more sense, but it feels like just, I don't know, more characters? Yeah, they were plot devices until suddenly the show was like, what if we spent more time and got to know them as people? But it, it felt more than anything as like, well, we need something to happen here, so they'll do it, and as a road for the viewer to get to know the Time Bureau or whatever yeah. they call it on this show. Well, that is all the time we have for Umbrella Patrol this week. Uh, what about Doom Academy? Doom Academy is coming up later. Mike, moment of the week. Uh, if it's not Greg being right about Allison, because that made me laugh out loud, uh, that she was just alive and writing yeah. cryptic notes, not saying anything, just Vanya, powers, okay, bitch, your fucking hand works, maybe yeah. write a full sentence. Uh, Use a smaller pen. <laughs> ben hitting Klaus legit, like, shocked me in a way I didn't know, like, their reaction, both of them were like, oh my gosh, I was like, oh my gosh. And you know what, it, one of my least favorite things is that when you mention the reference that you're copying... Like, if you say, like, oh, this is, like, the movie Scream, because mm. you're copying Scream. But when they said, like, this is a Patrick Swayze moment, yeah. that felt so much more organic and, like, uh-huh. that actually would have come out of their mouths. Uh, Greg, moment of the week? Uh, just Ellen Page just, like, being so scary. Those eyes. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and really feeling, finally, like, you're getting to see, like, the role that she's been playing the entire time, which right. is this person buried under, like, so many layers of other things. Uh, if I had to choose something other than Klaus's new power, it would be her scary eyes. Oh, those scary eyes. That was crazy. Ryan, moment of the week. Between um, Billy Russo and, what's his name, Harold Jenkins, mm-hmm. uh, and just this, like, what feels like the big bad is just put away in a minute. Like, you know yeah. what? Yeah. We don't care about you. She lifts him up. She th- shoots 30 knives All at the him. All the knives. And then we just move on. And I sort of, like, I don't want this to become now the trend where instead of spending way too long, we spend way too short. But to know that that's in the toolbox of saying, uh-huh. this is all we want to deal with it and move on, I yeah. like that. Uh, my moment of the week is... Uh, if it's not Klaus getting hit, it's uh, him playing patty cake uh-huh. with his brother and trying to figure that out. <laughs> the weird montage. Yeah. And also the very brief bit where Diego is terrified of needles and passes out. <laughs> a good, a good, because Diego does suck. A good Diego moment, I think the line delivery was good, is five is like, what was so great about Patch that you want to kill for? And he's like, cute butt, nice legs. <laughs> and then five just stares at him. He's like, and I guess she saw good in people. <laughs> good people, fine. And I know it's late in the game, but what a good way to develop character by saying uh, somebody has to give blood, and then we go through all the characters and say why they can't. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. like that's a good way to do I it. I got monkey blood. <laughs> <laughs> I know monkey you do, blood. bud. Uh, Umbrella Academy is on Netflix all the time. Your next show this week is Happy. On this week's episode of Happy, Sax and Happy have to infiltrate a geriatric home to find Dayglow Doug, played by Curtis Armstrong, who was Booger in the Revenge of the Nerds movies. <laughs> Gentlemen with over 150 credits, including classic roles in Better Off Dead and Risky Business, not to mention a recurring role as Jess's boss on New Girl. Is it time that we finally learn Curtis Armstrong's name and stop calling him Booger? It's Booger! Uh, every hey. time he would appear on New Girl, big like, oh look, her, the principal's Booger. Hey, <laughs> Booger! Well, you can tune in and watch Booger on more episodes of Happy on Sci-Fi on Friday nights. Your next show this week is Arrow. Arrow. It's a Birds of Prey episode, as Dinah, Felicity, and Sarah all try to get Laurel to realize she's not as evil as she thinks. Meanwhile, 
Ollie and John track down a longbow hunter or something, but who cares because it's girls' night? <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you this. Do you buy Dinah going back to being rigidly anti-Laurel, or is the show betraying her character's growth because it needed that second change of heart? There's a lot of reasons why Dinah will never like really work as a character mm-hmm. for audiences, and it's because of this. There's just like they just do whatever the plot needs, and that makes it easier for writers and stories. But like we don't have anything to say. I like that or I hate that. Right. You know? I'm not supposed to talk right now because I didn't watch the show. How but Gregory, uh, Sarah Lance was in this. Yes, yeah, she was. Oh, I'm sad. And she How is pretty was she? It's very. Yeah. She does a salmon ladder, which was awesome, and I miss <laughs> salmon ladder oh, on no. this show. They don't uh, do salmon ladder enough anymore. Her and Felicity flirt in a weird way for her being uh, pregnant with Oliver's babies, and also Sarah once cheated on her sisters. It was all like, <laughs> and then also Sarah runs down her past to Laurel because Laurel's like, "Here's why I should always be evil," and Sarah's like. We should all get second chances because you know what? I let my family think I was dead for five years because I decided I could sleep with my sister's uh, <laughs> boyfriend, and then I became an assassin, killed a whole bunch of people, and then went no. And also, I, I could be better. I'm on a time traveling spaceship that didn't have the most fun missions in the first season, but somebody gave us a second chance. <laughs> we should all get second chances. I can't believe, and it's because of legends. Um, how and it makes sense. Like uh, Laurel went dark, right? She went. She became a villain, and who are you going to call? It's, Ghostbusters. it's the Ghostbusters in Sarah Lance, but I didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And so when it cuts to her, I squeal. Yeah. <laughs> because now that character is so important in my yeah, life right. in a way that I never thought would happen. Oh, for sure. She was the cast off. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have to talk about the arrow. Ryan, moment of the week. It was just uh, like that camera, and now uh, the camera moved to Sarah back in the white canary suit. Uh-huh. And I, I said, oh, shit. <laughs> the, the, the full on birds of prey fight scene through the warehouse, and, and arrow can pull out really good group fights every couple episodes and just them tracking all of them fight their way through just as many rows of shells as they needed to kill as many guys <laughs> as they needed. And also at the end when Oliver's like, I had an adventure too. And <laughs> Felicity was like, here's what happened. And he was just like falling half asleep because he was tuckered out. He's just like grunting through her story. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, Arrow's on Monday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is The Tick. To find Lobstercules, the Tick and Arthur must do some squeezing at the docks and then infiltrate an underground poker game like something out of Rounders. Do people get that reference? I've lost sight of what movies people don't know about. I don't know that Joe one. Black. Rounders, quality movie of the late 90s. Superion wants to help reconnecting... Superion wants help reconnecting with Earthlings. Dot is training in Krav Maga. Miss Lint is rebranding as a faux hero Joan of Arc and still learning to use her new suit. And Tyrannosaurus Rathburn has a black hole where his heart should be. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. This show is slowly inching toward the formation of a super team. How impatient are you to see the formation of said super team? Well, when they first brought it up, I was like, one, two, three, four. Okay, we got the five. And now they're introducing new people. And I can't wait for that classic comic book scene where they bring out all the file folders and go through who should be on the team. Uh And I think they're building towards some drama where Arthur is on the team and Tick is not. Oh, shit. And they get upset. <laughs> I, that would be a poor decision, by the way, if you're making a superhero yeah, team. Because mm-hmm. it, it was very explicitly, they were like, hey, you're going to be around just because we want you to keep an eye on this big <laughs> guy who's like a, a weird mystery monster. <laughs> but Tick can't wear that hot beige sweater. Like, only Arthur uh, has that power. That, you hot know what? Beige. You're right. Oh, I love a hot Arth- beige sweater. Arthur, as the civilian poker player, very good yeah. at this episode. Oh, I man. Thought. That I feel like they're doing a really good job of picking superhero type things that uh-huh. Arthur can do that that actor is perfect <laughs> at pulling off. I like he's walking through the casino and he's talking to Tick on like a headset and Tick is supposed to be quiet, but he won't be. 
And Arthur's like, now be quiet, because I have to do some spying to find out all the secrets of the casino. And the casino owner turns around, and he's like, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, I was just saying how nice it is in here and that I'm having a lot of fun. I also like that he's like, they call me the accountant. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody goes, oh, shit. Oh, damn. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, because that dude is an accountant. He dresses like an accountant. He looks like an accountant. (laughs) He's an accountant. He's an accountant. But (laughs) I think there's, there's something going on where, like, Arthur... It doesn't matter what suit Arthur has, you know, like sort of Dumbo's elephant, no, Dumbo's feather E, uh-huh. where like it doesn't matter what, if you have the feather or not, he's just that superhero. Yeah. And then they backed that up with Lint saying, just because you got a superhero costume and say you're one, you're not a superhero. Like, right. the mask doesn't change who you are, you know? Oh, wow, I'm really, that's deep. I'm really into Edgelord. Oh, I yeah. am too. Uh, like all his dialogue is so good. If you had just read the manual, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it because he is an Edgelord. Uh-huh. It, it's right there in the name. But also, he's a, he's that IT guy. Yeah. Who ever he's like, listen, if you just read the instructions, <laughs> you would know how to do this. Please just read the instructions. <laughs> let's just postpone this. And let's I like tomorrow. how they <laughs> let's, just, let's just let's meet up. Let's meet back up later. They gave him this thing where like he doesn't have a plot line so much as like he'll just be in every episode doing his Edgelord thing, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. And I like how they're sticking to Edgelord as much as they are these fucking croissants. Like oh. these yeah. croissants <laughs> seem so good. Legendarily good croissants with its nano. Butter. It's the nano butter. Arthur like tears into one and it does look <laughs> oh. so flaky yeah, adding, and good. Adding stretch and one just flex like a on. fun new th- flex on and it's the Dude, one that the guy has a. Creep face. Yeah. Oh, you know who yeah. that is? Is he was he on Walking Dead? Yeah, but more yes. importantly, he was Trevor from GTA Five. Yes. yes. Okay, I did not know that. But they that designed is the actual character to look like. Yeah, him. he is that role because he's also a, a creepy security guard in Dawn of the Dead. Like uh-huh. he's just always a creepster. But that face, like what, even like they go up and they're like, oh my god, it's Flexon. Is that what his name yeah. is? Yeah. And just by his face, you're like, oh, this guy's no good. What, like, is, uh, what is he? The Flexomatic man. He's the yeah. he's a Flexometric <laughs> man. Uh, how excited were you guys for uh, Ty Rathbone's like black hole heart? Damn you, black hole oh, heart! Oh man, that's my black moment of the week. Feed me rats. <laughs> How often do we guess he has to th- uh, like feed his heart a mouse? A tiny yeah. mouse. Is it, is it like up. once a day? But is even it if it's once a day, a day, it's probably the one thousandth time he's done it that we get to see it, and he's still saying, "Damn you, you black hole heart." I had just said to my wife, I thought that that was like a little crank on his chest. Yeah. I thought he was supposed to like crank it up. So I was like, "You never seem crank his chest." And just <laughs> Then he walked up and opened it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, here we go!" Oh, and then time for some chest cranking. <laughs> there's the whole like vampire thing of like mice keep him going, but if it was a human hand, does that make him even more powerful? I don't oh. think you get a whole human hand in there. No, no it's pretty. Well, well, uh, maybe a child's it. hand. I guess it's a black hole, so it could suck in a whole bunch. That's true. It, it, you would think that when he opened it up, it would suck in more. But <laughs> we don't. We don't have any more time to discuss that. Moments of the week, Ryan. Damn you, black hole heart. Uh, Greg, mine was just Tick trying to like just stay outside and just not do anything, and how that's just not possible. <laughs> so he's it. like freaking out. He won't stop calling Arthur. He just walks like <laughs> into the action basically. If you have a five-year-old niece or nephew, yeah, his uh, <laughs> antennae were really funny yeah. that too. Uh, the the payoff, the setup, and the payoff of the guy at the docks where Flexon's like, "Go to the docks." They're like, "What?" There's always a guy at the docks, and they're just walking, and the first guy who looks squirrely takes off. Like the way they can still skewer superhero stuff in ways that I haven't seen a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, totally. Uh, I really enjoyed, I think it's the tick uses the phrase hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> for that, was, that was just good. The tick is on Amazon Prime. Watch it. It's good. Your next show this week is Sabrina. This week on Sabrina, the Dark Lord and Lilith have a bet over Sabrina's inherent nature, which translates to them asking her to steal a pack of gum. <laughs> 
only to have the tasks escalate more and more as she refuses to comply, causing harm and illness to those around her, until she finally comes right to the point of lighting Baxter High on fire before the Dark Lord is appeased. Meanwhile, Roz and Harvey are gonna bone, Aunt Zelda almost forces a witch to jump off a balcony, and Theo fucking brutally shatters a dude's leg with magic. Nice. Taste buds, I ask you this. How crazy is it that Billy, a mundane teenage boy, is probably better at goading Sabrina into reckless violence than the Lord of Darkness himself, Satan? <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene where the whole episode is uh, Lilith, or Madam Satan, is complaining to the Dark Lord. She's like, this Sabrina, she's half mortal, and she's like, she leans towards being a really good two-shoes. She's not going to help you out. And the Dark Lord's like, uh-huh, want to bet? <laughs> And so they try to get her to do evil stuff, and she keeps refusing. But then just, like, this kid is hanging out with her because they're scene partners for uh-huh. Romeo and Juliet. And he's like, hey, that's your ex-boyfriend and your friend, right? I bet that pisses you off. And it, like, does enough that she almost shatters the entire diner with magic powers. And he doesn't even have, like, a face or a name like Nick Scratch. It's just some no, normal-ass kid. It's, it's some dude named Billy who... Billy's are always D-bags. Billy's the one who's been, like, picking on uh, Theo in the locker room. And so Sabrina gives Yo. Sabrina gives Theo a magic rope, and she's like, "If he if he's giving you trouble, pull on this rope, and he'll trip." And so Theo fucking does it while he's walking down the stairs, and so Billy falls all the way down the stairs, shatters his leg, like, and they show a lot of it. His <laughs> like his fucking leg is like his bone is sticking out. And he's like, "Oh fuck! Oh shit!" And just spewing blood all over the floor. It was like I'm glad that Greg did not watch this episode because he wouldn't have made it. But it was it was gruesome. I thought you were gonna say because he would have done tried to do the same thing. <laughs> you guys check me out. I'm doing it now. Uh, Can but, I ask you a question? Real quick, yes. uh, has anybody like gone up to Roz and said like you're gonna hook up with Harvey? What are you blind? <laughs> no, they haven't because it's not it's still not explicit yet. But my moment of the week is because they're doing Romeo and Juliet for the play, obviously, and Roz and Harvey are uh, Romeo and Juliet scene partners, and so they're talking about it in the hallway, and Roz has one of her visions, and it just smash cuts to. <laughs> Like, I don't think it was exactly that song, but it was like a smooth jazz Sanford and Son song. And, and like, oh, careful whisper. You yeah, we well, needed two more notes for yeah, to make, that make any sense. And, and then, like, the lighting all turns pink, and Harvey just like zooms in. He's like, oh, yeah. And like, they kiss hot and heavy, and then he just cuts back. She's like, um, yeah, like, I don't know, like, the diner's fine. <laughs> it's a great cutaway. Everyone should watch just that shot. Well, don't act scenes in the diner. People are there, you'll be embarrassed. You gotta go home. Yeah. Uh, Sabrina is on Netflix all the time. Your next show this week is Flash. Barry and Iris aren't sure how to handle the fact that their fully grown daughter is working for Thawne. What? So what are parents of a fully grown daughter to do? Spanker. That's right. <laughs> go through their daughter's diary. Taste oh. buds, I ask you this question that no one has ever asked. Are diaries a thing in real life, or are they just something that lazy TV and movie writers created? A diary has not existed since LiveJournal was created. But, like, has anyone ever had a diary outside of Hollywood? I didn't have a diary. I just had sweet pop punk lyrics that I got in trouble for writing. (laughs) My wife has a journal, and anytime there's, like, a, a plot device in a show where somebody reads someone else's diary, she looks at me and she's like, 
Don't you ever? She's like, never. I'll fucking cut you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm like, okay, you've been saying this for like 19 years now. And she's like, no, I just want to make sure that you understand. Never read my journal. There was a brief period in college where I was like, I'm going to start writing like my innermost thoughts into a journal. And then <laughs> I would just have it in my stuff. And anytime anyone touched it, I'd be like, no, 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 don't open that. Yeah. Don't open that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know what? I shouldn't just have a hard copy of this around <laughs> me all the time. So that's why you don't keep a diary. It seems to me like one of those things that were invented by TV movies just for like exposition and then real people try it and then after like three days like fuck this dude this I'm is bored stupid. I know all of this <laughs> speaking of The Flash is on Tuesday nights on the CW your next show this week is Riverdale this week on Riverdale <laughs> Betty, sounds like a great episode Betty fakes her brother's death to get her mom out of the farm but it doesn't work so she chloroforms her <laughs> then gives up and has her serial killer father sign the divorce papers Cheryl does not believe that her brother is dead for some reason <laughs> A new version of Fizzle Rocks is driving people crazy. Jughead and FP are detective bros. <laughs> Veronica exists. And there's a boxing championship because why not, I guess. Taste buds, I ask you this. Is anyone else as frustrated with the show as I am at this point? This, uh, it's still a peace moving episode. But there it, was a couple of really great moments that made it better than the average Riverdale. It's, it's still better than, like, it's not garbage television. But it is like a. Well, n- it's 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 bad enough that I'm I'm considering getting rid of Riverdale in my rotation to make room for other shows yeah. that I like. Oh more. my God, Taylor! I know it's like it's to the point where like I don't know what we're doing. Like this episode in particular, it feels like they have six plot lines to sort of move forward a little bit each episode, but I don't care about five of them. And like Betty's entire thing was like, why have this episode? <laughs> like, like, why do this? She, like, chloroforms her mom, chains her to the bed in the bunker for, like, two days. Well, she chloroforms her uh, cult-going, ghost-seeing mom because of advice from her Silence of the Lambs Hannibal Lecter dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then at the end of the episode, she's like, you know what? I think mom's right. Go live on the farm, and I'm going to give it all. Like, it just doesn't. Why? It's such a Riverdale move. It's such a Riverdale move. But I feel like first season Riverdale was good because they had the school. And there was crazy things that happened around the school. And then every like two or three episodes, they would be like, all right, we've made another crack in this one case that we have to solve. Now it feels like every episode is six cases and none of them matter. And we know that they're all going to be the same thing in the end. So just do it. And the same thing is like. Sort of a letdown. And now we have other shows that are committing to these, like, uh, I don't want to say gimmick, but, like, type of episodes, like The Tick, like Doom Patrol, where they bite in full force. Like, they're just going to do this thing. And that's what Riverdale used to do. It's like, okay, you guys can't have, like, a evil Knievel stunt episode. Oh, my God, you're doing it. (laughs) But now they're trying to, like, half-ass six different things like that. And it's like this fucking episode had Archie delivering <laughs> his lines off of a cue card because Betty's mom is a local news anchor for some reason, and she just does like a car dealership ad uh-huh. with, with, with Archie and Veronica about their gym that they run. And he's like, and also, I'm coming for you, Randy Ronson, so Come fight me. Like, with that exact <laughs> level of energy. He and has never that shows seen she's a great actor because he's showing what a bad actor a kid would be at reading cue cards. And it cuts to the cue cards. It was all emojis. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's not fun for me anymore. Well, how many do... If we've, like, once we get to four left... I think that's where we're at. Oh, shit. <laughs> right, right. That's why I'm like, I don't give a shit. Uh-oh. 
Yeah, so Ryan moment of the week. But there was that Luke Perry sighting. Which there was that it, Luke Perry it sighting. It really hit me hard. Oh, I, I think that that is... The Luke Perry was probably moment of the week. You're uh, rubbing your eyes right now thinking about <laughs> it. I am. Uh, I'm still a Betty guy, and Betty had a rough episode. But her ability to cut through the Riverdale bullshit... Like, there's this whole conversation on going on about how the farm works and how people are seeing their uh, dead past relatives. <laughs> and she's like, no, nah, but really, how does my mother see her dead son? Yeah. Like, give me some information <laughs> right the fuck uh, now. And, <laughs> and she goes, hey, uh, Tony, your girlfriend's seeing uh, dead people too, right? <laughs> I still have this video of her brother getting shot in the head. You want to show it to her for some pillow <laughs> talk? Uh, my moment of the week is uh, <laughs> just the, the guy who's like, I don't know, they're like... Uh, they're Ivan Drago or whatever. <laughs> he has a, a thing full filled with the fizzle rocks that he drinks out of the thing. And it's just like Mike's secret stuff. And he gets real big and strong and he fights Archie and it's dumb. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, also this is the episode where we have introduced zombies into the world. Oh or is yeah. That already going on. It's wow. zombies now. Oh, also uh, uh, mad dog comes in. He goes, first I was going to fight to win. Now I'm going to fight to win and honor Baby Teeth. Yeah, but everybody looks around and is like, Mad Dog, where did you come from? And you don't know who Baby Teeth is. Because that whole episode up to that, everybody was saying, like, guys, it's all about the Baby Teeth. We're doing it for Baby Teeth. And you shouldn't have that many sentences with Baby Teeth in an episode. Oh, Riverdale's on Wednesday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is Legends. This week, Legends combines three of my favorite things. The novels of Jane Austen, Sexy Sex, and musical numbers that don't require special episodes and which are never really explained. The legends have to go back in time to make sure Jane Austen writes her books so I can get those credits for that seminar I took. Hank has a funeral and we get to see many different sides of him. And a hunky love god has everyone horned up and singing in a musical number that asks, is it still appropriation if it's very, very fun? (laughs) And also asks, how pretty is sorry, you guys? My God. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Is there any other show as comfortable in its skin as Legends of Tomorrow? When I said I was looking at getting rid of Riverdale to make room for other shows, uh-huh. this is the show I was talking so about. So you did not watch Legends of Tomorrow? I didn't. Fool. I had to choose between... I texted between, everyone I about know, how they should. I had to choose between Legends and Riverdale. This is how much he and disrespects I, And I stuck to Riverdale. They come out on different nights. Well, I only have so much time. How do you eat meals? <laughs> I, I, while watching Riverdale. Standing over the sink like an American. <laughs> I will say this. I'm... Um, it felt like the I was like halfway through I was like I don't know is this going to be a weak episode yeah. of Legends because the Austin stuff was fine mm-hmm. and then now we have the, the Kama Sutra God what's his name yeah uh, Kama Deva Kama Deva Kama and then Deva. it turned out not to be him but a guy that found his ashes and these ashes are like crazy good Molly and like so good that if he's just on the ship and like blows a little bit out everyone has these everyone dreams everyone super horny we should up. get to those dreams in a second and then the song came on like the yeah. the bollywood, bollywood number bollywood and it felt like a bunch of legends ideas smashed together uh-huh but legends also has this way about it where i don't care like yeah. i'm still getting to watch all this stuff mm-hmm. also it's n- like th- as i put in the paragraph it's really nice just like you want to sing a song on your show? Just sing a song on your show. You don't have to spend like three weeks setting like it building up. Building up to a musical. Yeah. Yeah. And even their jokes about it were like fine. And Dude, like, their jokes about it were really funny. Considering that that's always, that's always uh-huh. done in these things. Like, why am I singing now? But I swear, every one of those jokes landed. When someone walks in and says like, 
hey, is this a Bollywood yeah. song and dance number? Sorry, looks right in the camera and goes, you bet it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then I do love uh, Mona, I don't think is a great character nor no, actress. Yeah. Getting worse. But I do like that she, w- like, it was her character's role to convince them not to just go along with the Indian uh-huh. not God and her to be like, so I guess I'll sing. Like, that worked for me really well. She's like, I can only convince you. <laughs> like, that crushed it. Uh, I like. I want Mona gone as soon as possible. Yeah. But Zari had another moment that was as good as that musical one in the sex dream. Uh-huh. She's getting threesomed, yeah. and again looks at the camera. Once the second guy comes up on her, it's like son of a bitch. This is a dream, <laughs> is isn't it? I I cannot believe how funny the actress that plays Sari is, mm-hmm. and I I've loved her from day one. They <laughs> got to get Mona off the show if only because they need to devote more time yeah, to Sari. They have too many people, and yeah. also here's not a good actor. So many, such a good ensemble. You're wasting time. And she's not, if we want to go nerd about it, she's not based on any comic book character at all. Yeah, so or a comic book property, out, if but I'm not mistaken. Nor a comic book. So I was going to sort of go out on a limb here. I guess I don't have to. Uh, Zari is the MVP of this show at this point. Yes, she I is. Didn't, I think so. I didn't realize it, but uh, Sarah used to be that like, oh my God, this world is crazy. Yeah. And now she is part of that craziness. She's part of the world. And Zari now has that like, She's our eyes, but uh-huh. also in, and it's not obvious. And, and the actress is great. Yeah, and it's made Sarah Lance a lot better too, because it's just fun to watch her be part of the zaniness and not have to like be doing that thing. Like, right. And sorry, like she's just on a different level acting wise than most of the people on the shows we watch. Well, that is all the time we have to talk about Legends. That's unfortunately, that's Ryan, moment of the week. Um, my moment of the week is Nate realizes that maybe his dad wasn't so bad because he finds an infomercial yeah, or like yeah. a pitch that you would show investors about um, how his son has all these magic animals. And so he's going to make an amusement park about all these magic animals. And so I guess Nate was wrong about his dad. He wasn't mm. such a hard ass, but he's still a villain. Like, right? Yeah. Is he yeah, going to enslave change, all these magical it animals? Decades of behavior. That coffin side fucking speech was horseshit. <laughs> Uh, Greg, moment of the week. I don't know if there's something problematic about doing a Bollywood song and, and dance number, if it really counts as appropriation, but it was very entertaining, and I enjoyed it quite a bit, so that was my moment and of the week. that was Zari's voice, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude, and she, she can, can sing the sing. shit out of a song. They're not going to be able to keep her on this show. <laughs> she's, like, she's doing... She's, she's, I do like, she's a rising star. Yeah. They were singing... She's Zari did not bother you? Cut to uh, <laughs> Nora and Ray, and they're like, are we also in a Bollywood number? I think so, but they were just talks. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they can't, can't sing, sing then? Uh, Mike Monoli. Uh I'm gonna have two because we should have had more time to talk about I'm this. Sorry, uh, Hank saying uh, only after he murdered me did I realize the truth <laughs> is the funniest line. <laughs> uh, and also just like male friendship and showing that you can be loving at each other and raving like I'm so sorry that I want to fuck the person we think killed your dad. And he's like, eh, like it happens, man. I'm always gonna love you. I can't be mad about that. I was like, yes, I love this friendship. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is on the CW on Monday. Monday nights. Your next show this week and final show this week is Doom Patrol. On this week's episode of Doom Patrol, we finally get to see the underground where all of Jane's personalities live, some who look like her and some who don't. We also get to see how it works with the alpha personalities able to rise to the top and take over Jane, while others like Karen are kept in Jane prison. This episode also shows us Jane's origin which involves her dad running, ruining phrases that have the words sweet or baby in them. <laughs> Taste Buds, I ask you this. Does this episode treat disassociative identity disorder with the thought and respect that it deserves? Or is that disorder still on the list of things we can use just for plot? I don't think that that's what Jane has. 
unless I'm mistaken, I took it that she has like she has her own trauma that is re- associated with that. But uh-huh. I I took it that her shattered personality was due to like the experiments that like it's some supernatural shattered personality that she has. Right? I thought it, no, no, its origin is for sure with a different like a different personality who's already gone and will never come back. It's because of the yeah the trauma with her father, mm-hmm. who obviously the show never comes out and says it, but obviously sexually abused her. Right, and. And even if there is some superhero like backing for that, it still is that. Yeah, like, it's still based in that world. It's weird because this mental disorder was very big in the like '80s and '90s when the comic was written. Because mm-hmm. it's and so then, great for plot. And then yeah, and then since then it has been like exposed as not a real thing. And then since then, since then, people have been like, well, no, it is something that actually happens to people. So I don't know like if it has a protected status like some other mental illnesses will would because. There's a lot of thought right now that it's not a real thing. Like amnesia, amnesia's the list. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, do whatever you want but with that, right? Yeah, That's I mean, bullshit. Yeah, amnesia is, yeah. I don't. I'm not like you forget I'm not, what you it got is. bumped on the head. You snowboarded. <laughs> Fuck you. I <laughs> you don't have to feel on the bad noggin. about yeah. you. But I, I don't know. It it didn't. This was a pretty serious episode on a super funny show, and yeah. I think yeah. that was part of why. Yeah, and I also don't think that they're not just using it for plot. Like they are like, hey, we're going to deal with like. Not just, here's what causes dissociative identity disorder. This is like, here's how you deal with trauma and move past it, but also it's still going to be with mm-hmm. you. And I thought that was very well handled and very well done. Right. Can I say one thing that I think is kind of messed up about this episode, though? Uh, Cliff has clearly had like an interest in the well-being of Jane. But because Brandon Fraser is like 50 years old and the actress that plays Jane is like 25 years old... I thought, and because Cliff as a character has kids, I thought it was very natural that he was like more like Frank Castle with his so did, with yeah, Amy, yeah, yeah. yeah. But clearly, this episode makes the case that he has a romantic interest in her. I got zero of that. Really? I, no, I Somebody that. says to him like she's I never going to love you the way that you yeah. love her. Oh, right? I didn't get that, but I I thought love is daughter love. Okay, yeah. like you're being too invasive I, as a dad. You're not yeah, a fucking yeah. dad. It's not up to you. You're not a father figure. And he okay. like she, I've been reading it both ways. The show I, keeps saying like you you uh, you Cliff are nowhere near as like uh, doing the damage that her dad did. Yeah, right. Like that's way worse. Right. Yeah, but you're also being very invasive in a girl who right. has been invaded. I also I I feel like I've been reading it both ways. Like both what Greg is saying and what you guys are saying. But I also feel like they've been it, like it's weird because they're playing with time so much because jane is technically older, older than, than cliff is, is. Right. <laughs> yeah but doesn't look like it because he's i guess Brendan i Fraser. thought when black anise checks to see if he's got a dick yeah that that was part of the indication that like he has some sort of like romantic lover but maybe i just misread the episode i, I, think, I think a lot just, of the, she doesn't like male attention yeah a lot of yeah be, and be, yeah because each personality it says exists for specific reasons so she's part of that protective of like just no Yes, all men. No and boys the, allowed. The other thing, too, is that she just doesn't get to choose her amount of male attention. Right. Right? Like, Cliff has good... In, I think Cliff has good intentions, but when she says, get away from me, mm-hmm. he takes it as like, oh, you don't mean that. And, and that's what people have been doing her entire life. And because she says it very plainly and very sadly, and it hit hard, uh, is, I know you want to be a hero, but you're in my head where you do not belong. Yeah. And that was like, oh, fuck. But also, it's, it's also interesting because she is somebody who has mental problems and is dying basically like she's and like how much i think the show is crazy with the things it tries to deal with and 
pretty successfully. Like, how much do we owe our loved ones when they're saying we don't need their help? So if somebody you know is trying yeah. to kill themselves, what do you do there when they're mm. saying, please go away? I don't fucking know, Doom Patrol. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> okay, well, then can you at least, uh, will you at least say then it would be disturbing if the show went in a direction where it indicated that Cliff had a romantic... Oh, yeah. 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 I, okay, yeah. I, I really yeah. was reading father-daughter vibes. And that's how I have the whole time up until some parts of this episode. Yeah. And if it would be this episode where it becomes clear that it makes the turn, it would be super disturbing oh, yeah. because this yes. episode is about a father who has like very bad boundaries. And this was yeah. some of the most... And we we like th- we have a long history of TV that it, like tries to uh, subtly leak in stories of sexual abuse mm-hmm. and like make us figure it out if it's not there this was some of the most horrifying to watch like yes. the, yeah. the actor who played the dad should never work again because of how awful he was to watch yeah it was ugh, this was a hard episode to get through of a show that is typically very a delight i tried to get a friend to watch the show because i was like hey i'm gonna watch this new episode of doom patrol it's you a bunch w- yeah yeah you want to join in Shouldn't have done that. Wasn't a good episode to start on, but it was a great episode of television. And sweet, sweet baby will, for now, yeah, ever just done. be a terrible, terrible phrase. Uh, so, I, unfortunately, we are out of time to talk about Doom Patrol, but let's go around the horn and give our moments of the week. Mike? I th- Just the universe of the underground and the power plays within it, where Jane's walking in, you just see all the little captions of who everybody yeah. is, was yes. fucking awesome. This is sort of mine, too. has their own font. It's just the underground in general, and like... I don't think it worked as well as The Good Place, but mm-hmm. they have watched The Good Place. They know like how to yes. create this like odd bureaucracy and uh-huh. how this world works. You know, yeah. that's mine. Uh, for me, uh, they just like take as a matter of like uh, practice that uh, Cliff had a rat inside him, and oh, it yeah. made him do some weird things. And everyone just treats it like it's totally normal. Uh, he tries to take credit for having everyone do therapy, and Rita says to him, "Don't flatter yourself, Cliff. Therapy was the rat's idea." <laughs> And Cliff's like, yeah, I had a rat in my nutrient tank. Also, now one of two characters we have with a mouse right inside him. <laughs> uh, my moment of the week is the fact that the uh, conductor of the train is named Driver 8, which can be nothing but an REM reference. <laughs> uh, Doom Patrol is on DC Universe uh, on Friday nights. It's, Hooray! Guys, we watch get it. to go home right now. And yes. watch it. It's such a good fucking show. Please watch it. That is all the shows that we had this week. That is the end of the poll list. So that's all of our show next week. We are watching the Umbrella Academy Woo. finale, <laughs> Gotham's penultimate episode, and a very important thing for all of us, the Avengers Endgame review. Oh, wow. Yeah, that movie's going to come out. It will. That's a big out. That's a big episode. We, should get, a big episode. we should get ticks. We should get tickets. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to go. I, think I know. Yeah. I do have ticks. <laughs> uh, so that is tune in next week for all of that it's going to be a very big show so you'll want to hear our thoughts on all of it you'll like it but that's it for this show for Greg I'm Taylor for Taylor I'm Mike for Mike I'm Ryan for Ryan we are the world baby so we did not get tickets to the Avengers do we just make it up do we just Let's, pretend we'll read the Wikipedia we come out yeah. on Friday only like a third of the listeners have heard of it Seen it by now. Yeah. So please watch the movie. Don't just listen to it. I'm gonna go in and close my eyes right away. I need a good three hour nap. I do I I I tried at like